Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Counselor's Perspective. If you are joining me for the first time, allow me to say welcome and extend my gratitude to you for joining in today. Wherever you find yourself, whether that be during your commute, during your exercise regimen, or perhaps while you battle a bit of insomnia and can't sleep, I'm so happy that you're here. In this week's podcast, I've got quite the hot topic for you. It's sort of the elephant in the room that we are all probably aware of, but for whatever reason, we cannot seem to address or even know how to. Or perhaps we are not even aware that this elephant is in fact in the room. I hope that after this week's podcast, that we will begin to take notice. I am referring to that elephant called social media. Now don't get me wrong, social media is not all bad, nor does it have to be. In fact, much of the way our world communicates and shares information now is through social media. We use social media in this day and age to stay connected, to keep informed, to meet new and old acquaintances, or to partake in the latest trends and buzzes. Our eyes stay fixated on searching for that viral video, that meme or photo that we can laugh at, gasp over, become enraged with, or be inspired by. We share the information with our inner circles or even with the entire world. That is the power and platform of social media. It is indeed a powerful platform. The power of having instant information. The power of a worldwide platform. Does this make social media bad? Definitely not. I believe anything with respect to social media can be put into moderation and not become what we may have to label a bad thing. I'm specifically referring to the doom scroll effect. You may have heard of this lustrous term, the doom scroll, or perhaps you've not until now. But today I will be discussing with you the danger in doom scrolling. I will have a two-part series of this topic as social media not only relates to adults, but to children and young teenagers as well. So you'll want to be sure to stay tuned for the next podcast. And before we begin, I must inform you that my podcasts are strictly for informational purposes and are never intended to diagnose or treat any ailments you may have. I encourage you to seek your personal medical professional with any concerns. Thanks so much for joining me today. Let's get started with the counselor's perspective. Doom scrolling is defined as the activity of spending an insurmountable amount of time looking at your phone, laptop, or computer and reading or taking in an excess of information from social media or off of websites. This can also be referred to as doom surfing. You know, when we log on to or click into our social media sites and intend just to see if we've missed birthdays or find any new events happening and then end up wondering how in the world did I just waste two entire hours flicking my thumb upward on a device? You wonder, I know you do. Did I just allow puppy videos, rug cleaning reels, makeup tutorials, or TikTok dances to consume my mind? like that for so long? Or maybe you may have even pondered, how did that just happen? 
I can't get that wasted time back. And then proceed to start to feel guilty and be ashamed for not knowing or doing better, etc., etc. I can assure you, dear listener, that you are not alone. In fact, there is a reason that's happened to you. The University of Texas at Dallas has conducted research in their Center for Brain Health and has reported that companies compete for your attention. They explain, it is in these companies' highest interest to keep users on their platform for as long as possible. You are in fact a product, not the customer. Let that information sink in for just a moment. Every time you log on to social media, the company you log on to will offer you up a buffet of content, allowing you to consume for free, or so you think. If you, dear listener, have ever wondered how social media companies can allow everyone in the entire world to sign up for free and stay in business, well, you did know that they are in a business, right? They aren't there for you to share your favorite interest, movies, list your most personal information, share your exact whereabouts simply because they care. <laughs> no. As a matter of fact, of financial fact, they sell you limitless information. How, you may ask, if I'm not physically purchasing anything off of these social media sites, I just go there for the silly videos or for the viral memes. How? Well, just listen in. Trevor Haynes, a researcher at the Department of Neurobiology in Harvard Medical School, explains that everything that you see on social media is determined by your online activity. Absolutely everything. Social media companies tailor your experience specifically to your interest and online behavior. He states... The most effective social media platform shows a curated version of the world in a way that the algorithms think the user's brain want to see it. And another word for algorithm, if you've not ever heard that word before and you're not sure what it is, it's simply this. It could be a procedure, a process, a set of rules, a script for those who may have needed to have further explanation. Now, algorithms are not designed to be picky. They are created to test and sample different types of content until they catch your attention or until they have tickled your brain and get you to stay on or linger a bit longer, ultimately leading you down a rabbit hole of content you can't shake or flip the off switch to. That, dear listener, is the invidious doom scroll. Now that we pointed at the elephant in the room, or perhaps we have just realized that the doom scroll elephant was indeed peril, I want you to be sure that you are careful not to self-criticize at this point. It's not going to be helpful to you at all at this time. Stick with me. I'll show you a more effective way to get out of it. Your mind is in fact a beautiful and brilliant organ. It's the most complex part of who you are. The National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke refers to the human brain as the three-pound organ that holds the seat of intelligence, that is the interpreter of the senses, that is the initiator of body movement, 
and is a controller of behavior. Your brain, my dear listener, is the crown jewel of your entire human body. And the perfect storm happened three years ago when a global pandemic took place, which changed the way we lived our lives. We went to being consistently busy, filled with schedules and work and events, to hearing that entire cities and countries were being locked down due to the coronavirus. Places of employment closed down, businesses had to shut their doors, transportation stopped, and our children's schools closed and suddenly switched to online classrooms. We began relying on technology more than ever before. We could not travel or even go to our local places of business like post offices, libraries, or even supermarkets. Technology was really it for us. We logged on to stay informed, holding on to every bit of latest information. Times were definitely unprecedented for countless people. We became thankful for technology. Because technology kept us from feeling like we were closed away, shut out, and alone. Technology served its purpose, and when we needed to stay informed, be notified, stay current with new rules and restrictions going out every day, we as a people had what was necessary to make decisions for ourselves and for our families. What happened in the meantime, however is in the time where we needed to stay connected to our computers or devices, our brains developed a desire for us to want more. Even when the pandemic officially ended globally, we became accustomed with always logging on, always searching for the latest bit of information and always wanting that consistent connection with the online world. That desire or want is more easily identified as a release of a chemical in your brain called dopamine. Now, we as humans naturally have dopamine, in case you weren't aware. But dopamine plays the part of our brain's reward system. Dopamine, when released in our brains, makes us feel good. And it is important for our minds and our bodies to have that every day. Social media will and has championed the enterprise of keeping you filled with the desire of wanting to come back. We go and check in consistently throughout our days with their built-in notification systems, their emails and reminders, or their memory features. And once we've taken their bait, they now give us countless options that will enhance our browsing experience until it literally consumes us. So, what happens during our time within these social media companies? Well, I explained earlier that it is in their business to keep you logged on and logged in for as long as possible. The more information, videos, dances, interviews, tutorials, pets, or babies doing cute things we watch and take in, the more dopamine chemicals get released into our brains. Have you ever heard of the saying that says, too much of a good thing is never a good thing? Well, so is the same with excessive amounts of dopamine released into our brains for hours and hours and hours at a time. Stop for just a moment and think after we've successfully doom scrolled, I mean, really had a good go at it, 
Have you ever noticed that you just have this feeling of being entirely exhausted psychologically or mentally and your mind feels like it's fried even though you haven't even moved your body? Have you ever wondered why? Well, I'll have you know that excessive amounts of the dopamine chemical actually drains our energy. We feel almost zombie-like, perhaps even irritable. We have no desire to want to engage the real world, to keep a schedule, to self-regulate, to take care of our health and bodies, much less be around our families or our colleagues or our teachers. We become easily annoyed and snappy even about the tiniest little things. Any of this ringing a bell? Well, if so, you're on the right track. So let's keep going. The not-so-great side of consistently being drawn into these social media companies, constantly forcing you to stay engaged, having algorithms curate content for you to stay on or to linger and watch more, allows you to be filled with negative emotions like envy, comparison, jealousy, conceit, anger, especially anxiety, and even depression. The Center for Humane Technology brilliantly poses the following question. Did you know that when you are frequently exposed to social media content, especially negative content, that fear or outrage becomes our norm, which in turn erodes our sense of goodness and shared humanity? If you are like me, you desire a time where you didn't have to consistently check in with your phone to update your status, to share the details of your recent shower, or well, you, where you're going to go for dinner, or respond to the ding of a notification designed to keep pulling us back into their company and are instead fighting every day for time filled with more meaningful memories and time spent on things that really mattered at the end of the day. So... How do we counterattack, you may wonder? How do I keep my seat as the CEO of me and my time and my attention? How? Tell me. Well, I want you to start with this. Try to make social media platforms inconvenient to access. Turn off your social media notifications. You can move the tabs to the back of your app pages if you log on with your cell phone or your iPad. If you use a computer or laptop, there are restrictions and timers you can add to your settings. You can also try this. Set the do not disturb option on in the evenings, especially when you go to lay down at night. Those are times when you tend to lose track of time scrolling and watching things on social media and you become more prone to doom scrolling. Instead, try creating alternatives for yourself. If you feel the urge to log on often, try to focus on a new hobby. Do you like taking pictures or playing basketball or tennis or golf? Or perhaps mm, you could try collecting records or go for a swim. You could play with your pets if you have them or you can volunteer your time. You can read or you can start journaling about your dreams and aspirations and goals. Perhaps you can even write out why you feel the urge to constantly check in with social media. Write about your journey and what it takes to stay motivated to change for yourself. 
You can perhaps call a loved one or, even better, try sending a letter or a card through the mail. Those always seem to brighten up somebody's day, especially if you're on the receiving end. I want you to begin to feel what it means to be human again and really live. You and I, dear listeners, were never intended to be utterly controlled and consumed by multi-million dollar corporations. You are worth so much more, and I dare say that you have so much more to give to the world. I believe in you, and I know that you are more than capable to start making changes today. That is all the time I have today, my dear listeners. I hope you've enjoyed listening to today's topic, and I hope this podcast has given you the encouragement you need to know that you do not have to remain stuck in your current life's circumstances. I want you to know that you ultimately have the power and the brain to change your story. But you have to know that this ultimately starts with you. If you would like even more information about how to break free from social media addiction, please feel free to message me through Instagram at Danielle Ramdial. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast that allows me to keep working hard to bring you, dear listeners, the very best mental health content. And lastly, I leave you with this. With everyone that you take the time to be kind to, be sure to be kind to you too. Bye-bye.